0: Hey guys, and welcome back to True Crime Pillow Talk with me, Kristen. I hope everyone had a fantastic holiday weekend. I do apologize that this is a day late. Um, It has been a very busy weekend and week for myself. Um, So today we will be talking about the Irish Scissor Sisters. Um, This is one of Ireland's most gruesome cases in recent history. Um, This obviously does take place in Ireland, Um, so yeah, let's get started. Linda and Charlotte, aged 30 and 21 years old at the time of this murder. Their mother, Kathleen, and Farah are the main people in this story. Um, their mother, Kathleen, stood by while this happened and even fed some thoughts into their head to cause this murder to take place. Kathleen married John Mulhall, which was Linda and Charlotte's dad. They had six children together, three boys and three girls. It's reported that John was physically abusive to Kathleen, but not the children, and both John and Kathleen were severe alcoholics. Kathleen and John never divorced, but Kathleen started dating a guy named Farrah Knorr in 2002. Farrah moved into the family home with all the children, Kathleen and John, and John decided that him and some of the children were going to move out of the family home, and he rented some various accommodations in Dublin for about a year before he moved back into the family home after Kathleen and Farah decided to move out to Cork. Then they returned to, Farah and Kathleen returned to Dublin in 2004, and reports show that Farah allegedly beat Kathleen. He was also convicted of rape on a sixteen-year-old disabled Chinese girl who gave birth to a baby boy, and he had four previous convictions for offenses including intoxication, threatening, and abusive behavior and assault. Reports state that two other women came forward and he and they stated that they both had children by Farah, but they had these children because he raped them. Farah also had eight charges against him for disorder for disorder and assault, one involving sexual assault in which a knife was found, and he pleaded guilty but never served jail time. Linda, 30, at the time of the murder, was unemployed and left school and became a mother to four children. Linda and her chil- ch- uh, children's father sorry, broke up, and Linda got into another relationship with a man named Wayne Kinsella, Reports show that Wayne did beat her children and when investigated after beating one of the children with an electrical flex, the children were taken out of the care of Linda and given to social services. Linda went to prison for seven years, sorry, Wayne went to prison for seven years and Linda had a history of alcohol abuse and suffered from an addiction to heroin with one previous conviction on her record in 1993 for larceny. Charlotte, who was 21 at the, um, who was age 21 at the time of the murder, had a history of drug and alcohol abuse as well, and several previous convictions for criminal damage and public order offenses. She was charged with criminal damage and only given probation in October 2005. At the time of the murder, Charlotte was also a prostitute. The murder took place at a home on Richmond Cottages in On March twentieth, two 2005, and this was Kathleen's home that she was renting at the time, the sisters, mother, and Pharaoh were day drinking in the Dublin City Center, and they stopped at the Leffy Boardwalk, and Charlotte and Kathleen took ecstasy tablets. They returned to Kathleen's house, and all three women took ecstasy tablets, and um, this is when Kathleen crushed up an ecstasy tablet and put it in Farrah's drink. But stories actually show that Kathleen and the girls always stated that Farrah was aggressive when he was drinking and on drugs, whether it was together or one or the other. If he was just drinking or just doing drugs, um, he was always very aggressive and like sexually abusive towards Kathleen Farah and Linda were um, sitting on a two-seater couch in the living room, and Charlotte was actually on the arm of the couch. When Farah started touching Linda in a sexual way, whispering her in her ear and putting his arms around her waist, she kept asking him to let go, but he wouldn't let go, and Charlotte stepped in and said, let my sister go, but he still would not let go of her. Kathleen then started yelling at Farah, and a verbal altercation took place in the living room. And this is when Kathleen told the girls, and I quote, just kill him for me, end quote. Charlotte picked up a box cutter and struck Nora across the throat, but it wasn't de- deep enough to decapitate him. Um, it was just deep enough to cause a lot of blood, causing him to fall to the ground and start to go in and out of consciousness. Linda then grabbed a hammer and started hitting him in the head repeatedly. And Kathleen was just standing there, watching, and stated to the girls that he physically and sexually abused her, causing the girls to have more rage during the killing. According to autopsy reports, Nora was stabbed at least 27 times, and they believe that they would have found more stab wounds, but they were unable to look at the body more, like for a longer time, because the body was in eight different pieces. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, The sisters then called their father and he came over and saw the crime scene and instantly left and made sure to tell them not to put his name in any part of this murder. After he was dead in the living room, the sisters dragged Farah's body to the bathroom and started to dismember the body. Vera's head, limbs, and penis were dismembered in, with a kitchen knife and hammer, and they placed towels over his legs to stop the flow of blood, and the dismemberment took hours. Once they finally dismembered the body completely to the way that they wanted, the sisters put, put each piece in a piece of the body, sorry, in a black trash bag and in short, in sports bags. So some pieces were in a black trash bag and some pieces were in sports bags. They then went to the Royal Canal and placed the pieces of the body into different spots. And this took the three women multiple trips from the house to the canal, from the house to the canal, back and forth like that, to get all of the body parts, all eight of them. That's it, just eight pieces back and forth from the home to the canal. The head and penis were taken to different spots in Dublin. They don't know where the penis is. They've never been able to recover it. And they don't even know if it's really even in somewhere in Dublin. Or honestly, they don't know if it was ever even buried. We don't know what the sisters did with it. And they've never admitted to where it was at. Neither has the mother. So it's a missing penis. Um, they put his head in a backpack, they put his head in a backpack and took it on a bus to Talagat. I don't know if I said that correctly or not, but the spelling of it is T-A-L-L-A-G-H-T. They were walking the city and Linda decided to veer off on a different path and she went to a park and dug a hole with a knife under a park bench and put the head inside the hole that she dug with a knife and filled it back in underneath the park bench. The body parts actually started coming up in the water. And at first when people saw the body parts, they thought that it was like a piece of a mannequin or something. So they just, you know, blew it to the side or whatever. But then um, the severed leg with a sock at the end of it on the foot came up and that's when a guy decided to call the police. So when the body parts started coming up in the water and one person saw the severed leg with a sock at the end, which led to the police call, the police came out and a dive team found the other seven body parts in the canal. So whenever you have like a murder or like, An investigation going on and you see like on the news, like obviously news broadcasters go out and they record the scene and, you know, they want to make light of the situation on TV and let everybody know what's going on. You can actually see in one of the videos from one of the news reporters that Linda and Charlotte are standing. So this canal runs underneath a bridge, like a brick bridge. And Linda and Charlotte are standing up on the top of the bridge just looking down. And in the news video, you can see them just staring and trying to see what investigators were doing. Um, so, this is when Linda returned back to the park. She dug up the head and transferred it in her son's backpack to a field in Killinarden Estate. I don't know how to say that either. In Tallaght which I don't know how to pronounce either. (laughs) I try. Um, Where she stated she beat the head more multiple times with the hammer to dismember it and make it break up before she reburied it again. And supposedly the estate where she took this to is like a well-known like park for hiking where people go. Um, So she dug up a hole and put it there um but authorities actually never found the head nor the penis and state like they state that they went and looked throughout the entire park that well the estate I guess I could say where like people go hiking and stuff and they went where she, exactly where she said it was and they never found anything the sisters and parents were arrested for this murder but all of them denied any knowledge of this case Everyone was actually let go, and Linda called investigators and admitted her involvement in this case. Kathleen fled, and authorities could not find her until January 2008 in England, where she was brought back to Dublin, and the sisters were charged with murder. Linda and Charlotte both got life sentences and both were charged with life sentences and pled not guilty. Their trial took place October 2006 and Linda was found guilty of manslaughter and Charlotte was found guilty of murder. The jury in Linda's case accepted her prov- provocation and she was sentenced to 15 years. Charlotte was still sentenced to life. Kathleen was charged with in- impeding an arrest with impeding an arrest of murder. In the murder, and she pleaded guilty to helping clean up the crime to conceal evidence and was sentenced to five years in prison in May 2009. John Mulhall hung himself in the Phoenix Park when his daughters were both charged with the killing in December of 2005, but reports show that he was not believed to have any involvement in this murder. Linda also tried to commit suicide by slashing her arms and drinking a ton of alcohol in prison. She was then placed in a psychiatric hospital for over a week, and her brother James Mulhall pleaded guilty to robbing two prostitutes after he took custody of Linda's four children on top of his six children he already had because he needed money. Thank you all for listening. I hope that y'all enjoyed this case of the Irish Scissor Sisters. Um, and I will have a new case up on Thursday and we will be starting our two episodes a week. Thank you guys. Bye.